let me tell you this. Green Bay is a great town for football. No one is perfect. Uh, nobody can be perfect. But by striving for absolute perfection, you raise yourself notches above what you may have been content to be. Who's our head ref today? Tony Corrected. This is his rookie year. Oh, we're going to give him some What's up, everybody? This is Danny Vitale, the fullback for the Green Bay Packers, and you're listening to the Poor Man's Packer Podcast. Go Pack Go! Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers Podcast, the number one Packers podcast in the state of our minds. I am Spencer Szymanowicz, joined as always with Kyle Trukowski. Kyle? Hello. Wow. And you got a first take with that. That was, re- yeah, that was pretty smooth too. Usually, Usually it when takes, I, him, takes him like three or four. And when I li- listen back, Szymanowicz is just like a garbled mess because I'm just <laughs> trying to get through the word. But Merry Christmas. His own last name. Yeah. Happy holidays. Yes. And what a great day it is. You will be listening to this on... Wednesday, Christmas morning. Wink, wink. It's Tuesday right now, though. Yes, but, you know. Oh, shoot. You said it was supposed to be a nonverbal wink, wink. Yes. I yeah. literally verbally. Okay, my it's bad. It's okay. Yeah, it's, it's Wednesday. Though. All right, it's running Wednesday. back. Yep. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the. <laughs> yep. There we go. Um, but, yeah. And we'll start with this. I couldn't believe it. At the end of last week's episode, right when we stopped recording, Kyle looked at me and said, oh, I forgot to mention this. I'm going to the game next week. <laughs> probably, like, are you should have mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> So, Kyle, how was game day in Minneapolis? Oh, it was incredible. To get to be in the house when 12 gets his first win at U.S. Bank Stadium. I guess the Packers' first yeah. win at U.S. Bank Stadium. I was I was pretty nervous going into that because the, the buddy I, was, I went to the game with was rooting for the Vikings. So I'm just – I'm going in there solo, completely solo, hoping there's mm-hmm. a Packer fan nearby that I can, you know – share either the misery or the joy with but there really wasn't any close to me so that part kind of sucked um but overall obviously i had myself a great time in, yeah. in that second half that first that first half especially i mean shit the worst case scenario kind of happened where the first drive packers get the ball on aaron jones fumbles on through it how was, was how was that that was nightmare fuel yeah uh because yeah very first third play of the game and looking back on the broadcast, it looked like he could have made the first down, but yeah, um, it was, it was going to be close. But. Yeah, and and especially that nice return, bringing it to the ten, and like if they would have turned that into six, and like I mentioned this to you, them holding like holding them to three felt like we were up three points after yeah. that because yeah. it was such a gift, it was such a colossal shift in momentum mm-hmm. with that very you know your home crowd your playing technically the division is still on the line there's so much to play for yeah and to to have a momentum swing like that right away and then but then to just have all of that almost sucked away when holding the three right i mean terrible start turned into a very manageable start yeah it was one of those things too where with this game i was kind of back and forth how how i was feeling on it because you know indoors we haven't played indoors since dallas and on oh top wow of that, yeah it's it, it's that. a top it's a Top team we're going against, great atmosphere, and to start off with a fumble, I was like, oh, shit, and it reminded me because I was like, oh, shit, Kyle's at the game, and the only game I've been at at U.S. Bank was when Rodgers broke his collarbone, mm. so at least it wasn't that bad, but yeah. I'm glad you had a much better experience. Yeah, like t- like I said, terrible start, but then that terrible turned into manageable mm-hmm. in three plays because especially when you consider how much their offense has been clicking, yeah. you'd figure – 
they got to go nine yards to, for six. Like they would have been like you figure they would have just which they would have just ran the ball, but they ran it once. No clue why yeah. they didn't run it on second down. No clue. Yeah. Well. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that a lot more too. But it was it was a very interesting game to watch. I was glad it was probably the best viewing experience I've had myself Ooh. this year. Also watched it back home in Superior with my dad, and because nice. he has a DVR and the internet, uh, instead of listening to Booger, we just muted the TV. I hooked I hooked up the computer to the Bluetooth speaker, and then we just listened to uh, Wayne Larvey. Perfect. Brilliant! Absolutely that perfect. Is br- so like it's synced up. Yes, perfect. Oh. I couldn't believe that one because I'm I, so je- like I've never I would, done it. Before. I would almost do that for every broadcast. Oh, I, now. I, I want to, but the thing is, is I don't have a DVR. You know, usually oh, it's just sure. off the antenna, so you can't really but do that. Usually, like, isn't the radio usually kind of ahead though? Right, and that, but that's the problem. Then you're hearing it, and then the, there's yeah. a, there's a delay, and but that you sucks. had that perfect like sync. At one point, I couldn't believe it because I tried a couple times. J.K. Scott punted it, and I looked to my dad, and I was like, Dad, did you remember that this is the radio? It was the same exact time, like, the timing. I couldn't believe how, wow, how perfect it was. That's but, brilliant. Yeah, it worked out quite a bit. Um, but with this episode, like most, we will start off by talking about the offense and defense of the Vikings game in Minneapolis that we won. After that, we'll have take news, going back to a quote from Rogers last year, which might be in play Ooh, currently. Carry, carry the G. Uh-huh. Little, little hint there. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ooh, I like that. Very mm-hmm. good. Uh, follow that up with "Is Kyle an idiot?" and "Stump Spenny." We'll have Dump Packer fan of the week, and then we'll have a nice little Christmas send off for the episode. Ooh. But getting right into the game, we talked about a little bit. Oh, what, what was the score again? I mean, twenty three ten. Good guys. Twenty three ten. Good guys. Aaron Rodgers. We'll start talking with him. It was. It was a bit of a you know two faced game from him. The first half, there were there were really good moments and really bad moments. Obviously, the pick was just kind of stared it down. But even the conviction he had on that throw is something that we haven't seen yes. as much this year. That's a good word to w- use. Which was a little surprising when I saw Harris, who I thought made a great break on the ball. He yes. was very has- very very fast player, and he's been perfect filling in for uh, Sandejo after he left last year, and now being back. But mm-hmm. um. Yeah, it was kind of, and it's it's weird. Uh, the stat that everyone's been throwing around too is that the Packers are three and zero in games where Aaron Rodgers doesn't throw a touchdown pass. That is bewildering. Very very strange. Yeah, no big numbers either way. He was twenty six of forty, two hundred sixteen yards, the one pick, no touchdowns. But three. It, it was a little bit of everything, and I alluded to it last week too, where I said, you know, last week we played the Bears, and I I went back and watched the twenty fourteen. Uh, NFC, well, Week 17, NFC champion, fourth NFC North Championship game pretty much, fourth and eight game. And even in that game, we didn't put up a lot of points, but it's just the offense had this rhythm. And that's exactly what we saw from the Packers yes. this game. It was it was so strange because you can point to Oakland, and it's probably a better instance of the offense playing together. But other than that, it was this game. If we didn't have those terrible, terrible turnovers, I mean, it was a machine for the most part. And finally, it's like the slants were being reintroduced in the offense. Yes, because the three turnovers were, I think all three were early in their respective drives. Yep. Like it was on like the second or third play. But yep. even on those previous plays, they were getting chunk plays. But then outside of those turnovers in the first half, all nine points were on long methodical drives where it yep. was it was you know bit by bit and 
yeah, it just, like you said, rhythm, that's the big word, and that's what it felt like that they they were in last night. Yeah, and I think we're starting to see, it's it's funny how with these last few episodes, it's kind of going back to what we were talking about early on in the year, and I'm sure a lot of you guys weren't listening back then either, but um, we said that it, it appeared, and it's the same thing, the same opponents too, the Bears and the Vikings, you know, really good defenses, and Rodgers is just going to have to naturally be put into this game manager role more than, you know, pretty much the entire offense yep. it's and the, the way I looked at it is we've been talking all year with the defense how it's been a bend don't break defense that's what this offense has got to be and that's kind of what it was obviously the turnovers were terrible but it's the dink and dunk stuff we can't be taking the shots deep it's just not the team it's not what this team is not built yet for at right least now. because not, yeah yes, we need to exactly. sell teams on yeah the dink and the dunk because and well and that's the other thing I think why it felt so rhythmic last night is the slants man Mm -hmm. god that was so refreshing to have those back like Lazard he had a few huge third down conversions Devante I mean yeah I think maybe every single one of his like it was all of his catches were either a smoke screen right away off like off the snap or a slant yep that's and that's we'll start talking about the receivers here too because this was you know, I think the new look offense, the Alan Lazard number two wide receiver mm-hmm. offense, where all other, you know, he, he'd been, especially in the stat sheet too and with snaps, about the same as Geronimo and Kumaro and everyone else. But in this game, he was targeted nine times. He had five catches and just the clear number two receiver. As you kind of said, it, it felt like every catch that Lazard or Adams made was for a first down. Yes. You know, it's, and that was moving the chains. And like I kind of just said with Rodgers having to be more of a game manager, this team just needs to play like about 12 yards deep and that's it you know to just past the chains and that's when we're at our best is lull them to sleep yeah. have them have them play up and up and then yeah maybe that's when 83 can stretch the field and right. and make a huge play yeah and but sticking with Devontae with the receivers here too 13 catches 116 yards it's crazy that he had that many catches and stuff i i i just saw uh from the packers account that he tied don hudson Oh yeah, for uh, career games with thirteen, with at least thirteen catches. Oh, interesting. So very yeah, tied. They have the same same amount of games with thirteen catches. So it's pretty cool. I'm sure he'll yep. he'll eventually break that. I can't can't foresee him not having a game with thirteen plus catches again. Right. <laughs> even yeah. this yep. year, maybe. Yeah. Um, and another thing too is even though he missed the four games early on with looking forward to the Detroit game, he's 97 yards away from having another. Well, his second thousand yard season which is just insane to think about yep. how this will only be his second yeah because la- in the last last wow, year was the first year he was actually like healthy throughout the entire season and he should have broke the single season yards record but he couldn't because he got hurt or he didn't play the last game against Detroit at Lambeau Field Man. so it's a little little different chase this year but yeah overall he had a pretty good game he was tar- I mean he was the receiver for the offense nothing too flashy but the the one fumble was was pretty pretty brutal. Yeah, kind of a rough rough time. I mean, there <laughs> there's never a good time for a fumble, but yeah, that's when it felt like the offense was starting because that was on a huge chunk play too, and that was another. I don't think it was a slant necessarily. It's probably more of a post. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But yeah, that was that was a, a tough time. But we'll get to it. But the defense again just stepped up. Yep. Yep. And and then also Adams, he had that a huge. It ended up working out but it would have been even bigger if he would have caught that touchdown at the end of the right first before half. right before yep. half yep uh we'll keep moving along with the guy who we thought would have more of an impact in the game but didn't kumaro mm. 
he played quite a bit and um, mostly just blocking. He I he was just targeted the one time I believe on the third down oh, where sure. Rodgers ripped it too. Well, yeah, and back to back to Rodgers quick, yeah, and we we mentioned it too before like yeah the rhythm and just the confident conviction that's the yes. word you use and that's like it was yeah because it was third and 18 and he just stepped back and it was no hesitation no like you know patting the ball yep uh, it was it happy was so, feet so quick and ben fennel was talking about it too fr- friend of the program kind of <laughs> but he you know it was all in rhythm and he said rogers looked like rogers again it's part partly probably playing inside but it's another thing it's like they're just it was so much faster, so yes. much faster, and a everything. catchable ball, a catchable ball to Coom too. But it was yep. it was a good defensive play. Yes, yeah, it was it was tough. It would have been a tough uh, tough play to make. Yeah. But moving on now to the usual bubble poppers, MVS. Mm. Uh, I felt like this was the perfect ease back game for MVS. He had the one catch for six yards, which was fine. You know, just it the, was again, it was a, that smoke screen, the yep. quick, like yeah, you can't really call that a bubble. Because that that but just that's the, that's how you bring O line, but I think I think the smoke screen is yeah, the right. just just something, just give him the ball, you know, give him some confidence. Watch, it's like yep. in basketball, watching the ball go through the hoop. Yep, he just needed to have the ball in his hands and remember what that feels like. Yep, and on top of that, and uh, with him, including Kumaro and Geronimo Allison, who we'll talk to next, talk about next. Um, huge huge block again from MVS for the long uh, Aaron Jones run too. Because he was a guy oh, who helped, okay. held held his block, and it was great to see too. We got to see that speed on the field from him. Because Aaron, Are you Jones, talking the long one? Yeah, because Aaron Jones was out like twenty yards in front of him, and then MVS just caught right up to him, and ce- he was the first guy to celebrate with him because he was so freaking fast compared to everyone oh, else trying wow. to chase him down. I've watched that play fourteen times since yep. last night, and I I did not recognize that. Yep. Plus, it, I thought it was Gmo that had the great. He had he, a, it, maybe maybe it was drama. I know they all had huge blocks on the big runs because Lazard had had the block on the first Aaron Jones touchdown, and yeah, Geronimo. They all had great blocking. Geronimo Lizard. Allison too, who we'll talk about now. Another another great blocking receiver. Yes. And once again, we didn't really throw to him, but the time we did was the two point conversion. Huge. Yes. Huge. When they yeah when they went up seventeen ten after that. And like I mentioned, it felt like a 14-point lead yeah. at that point. Yep. Like 16 or 15 to 10 or 16 to 10, I still would have felt great, felt pretty good. But just getting that seven-point deficit, I don't know. It just yeah. I felt really good after that. I mentioned I mentioned it to you beforehand, too. That, that's what I said to my dad after Mason Crosby missed the extra point. He was like, oh, that's not good. It's like there's like six minutes we're, left. Yeah, five, they haven't done anything on offense. Right. I am not worried whatsoever yeah. right now. And that's kind of what it was, at, you know, for most of the game. Um, for the bubble poppers, we did have an actual bubble popper, Jimmy Graham. I mean, he had the 16 uh, yards, but my God. And it's so frustrating, too, because it's, it's almost like it would be more acceptable if you would have fumbled in the middle of the field. But when you're you're pretty much out of bounds, it's like, what the heck? What are you doing? Why is the ball on in that hand? Like, yeah. it just, it's so frustrating and, like, I want to give Jimmy credit, but he was like schemed open on that play. It's not even like he it's, made a great play. He's just like it was a four-yard route, and he he just took what the defense was giving him, and then just so irresponsible on the sideline. It's like what we've said. There's been so many plays this year that Why just initiate- sum up Jimmy Graham's play, and it it was like against Oakland where he had free release and he just fell on himself. It was <laughs> last week where he fell on himself and it was this week where he's running out of bounds and he just fumbles why even initiate contact dumb then? very dumb at least we did have the other guy there the other bubble popper geronimo, geronimo. recovered the fumble. yeah thank Bub- god bubble repairer yeah Ooh. yeah 
Uh, moving on to the more important part of the game, the running game. Aaron MVP, Jones. Honestly, I, I we'll ask it now because we'll obviously, or I want to ask it now. Like, who's the MVP of last night? Honestly, I uh, I it's would, hard. I I would say it's Zadarius. I, I would say so it's Zadarius. Okay. but yeah. Anyways, we'll, we'll, Aaron Jones. We'll talk about Aaron Jones. Phenom- phenomenal game. He was six point um, seven yards per carry. Six point seven yards per carry. Uh, twenty three rushes for one hundred fifty four yards. Obviously, the two touchdowns. Um, about all you could really ask for him. A little slow off the get go, but that <laughs> that the touch the asking the long... for anything more is just straight up greed, <laughs> R- right? But I mean the the t- the touchdown on the edge, the first one with Lazard there, it was a great like. Oh, is he gonna? Is he gonna? Yep. Oh, okay, there we go. Touchdown. <laughs> yeah. And then we started feeling good after that point. The long touchdown, fifty six yards. I was believe I I believe it was. It was nice to see him and not even weaving upfield just still in the backfield you know between the tight ends and the offensive linemen just weaving in and out and all of a sudden down the sideline it's like holy shit he's just, gone no yeah, one's there just kind of patient patient waiting waiting and then he sees this hole and just boom after that first touchdown it felt like it was like you know when you're when you're drinking beer and you break the seal like mm-hmm. after that first one it was just like the floodgates yep. are open and then it felt like every run after that was no less than like six yards yeah and mo- moving on to uh, i mean we could keep talking about Aaron Jones but there were so many great things to talk about with this game Jamal Williams who did end up getting hurt perfect compliment once again perfect yeah he was uh six rushes for 33 yards two receptions 19 yards five and a half yards a tote for your second string like perfect he's the perfect number (laughs) two guy and he was pounding he was punishing guys between the tackles yes he just loves running into those guys now imagine now imagine that in January yeah, in, well, in, hopefully in below five degree weather. Imagine. Yeah, he did. He didn't play much. Of, tackle that. Didn't play much of the second half, so that'll be something to see going forward. I am a little con- not too concerned, but with the Lions game, I want Aaron. I, obviously, we don't want to overlook that game, overlook that team, but I don't want Aaron Jones to be the lead dog. And Dexter Williams hasn't done anything for us this year. We have mm. Tyler Irvin, who's a running back, in case you don't remember, and he actually played a little bit that this game, That was fun. Too. That yeah. was fun getting him involved on the offense. Aaron Jones really likes him, too. He said he's got a similar body to him, and they actually came out of the same draft class, so he knows him pretty well. He said you know, that huh. he thinks he could do and pretty he's, well in he's offense. So, he's so damn quick and shifty. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I would not be opposed for him getting more touches. We did bring in Alex Collins last week, too, the former Baltimore really? running back for a workout. So How did uh, I'm curious. That? I'm curious to see if, if we're going to sign him, this would be the week to do it. Because Alex, wow, yeah. So I and I, I wouldn't mind that. So hopefully next week, I we want to keep seeing Aaron Jones do this, but we know he can do it. It's just I want everyone to be healthy, which Win has and been rest, unbelievable. Win unbelievable and this rest. And this just uh, moving on with still the running game and pretty much just the front of the offensive line. The top performing uh, Pro Football Focus guys for the Packers on offense: Jamal Williams was number one, Robert Tanyan was number two, Billy Turner was number three, Elton Jenkins was number four, David oh. Bakhtari was number five. Oh. And it just shows you what this team, what this offense the is doing. Two guards into. and the left tackle. That's perfecto. We need to accept that this is a running team yes. with Aaron Rodgers as the game manager, and that's a pretty good combination to have. And it's like, yeah, that, and that's not to in any sliver of degree at all i don't know if that sentence made sense but that's not to disrespect aaron Rodgers sure. at all. because yeah. you look at the throws if that's our second option right <laughs> dangerous when you're focusing on something else then it's like oh yeah that's right and this is what we talked about at the beginning of the year too you know it's just it's 
is Rodgers going to figure out the offense? Is Rodgers going to come alive? And that's what that's what we're going to look for in the yeah. playoffs. And that's Looks like it started clicking last night, baby. Yep, just a little extra there. But yeah, the offensive line. I mean, you got, you got to look at what these guys have done the last two weeks. You know, we went up against the Vikings and we went up against the Bears. So that's Mac, uh, Floyd, yep. Hunter, and Griffin, Akeem and Hicks, and they con- and they combined for one sack on Aaron Rodgers. Just talking the tackles here. Mm-hmm. Just talking oh, Blog gotcha, and Bakhtiari. Gotcha. Unreal, absolutely unreal that you're able to one. It's the it's the Bears outside. They're used to playing in that, and then it's the Vikings at home. And neither of those guys, you know, it was the one sack, but not much, not much besides that. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's nice to have that, and Elton's still progressing. Everyone else in the middle is progressing. It's one of those things where now I'm I'm wondering. I think we have to at the beginning of the year. I would think it wouldn't be the case, but I think we have to sign Brian Balaga now. Because we have such a great core of offensive linemen, I don't think you just let him walk for you know it's not going to. He's going to get. What deal do you give him though? Like how long? I don't know. It'll be it'll be very interesting. But he's taken like team I'm friendly sure, deals I'm sure in the past. I'm sure he'd want to. He wants to sign like a four year. Right. I would imagine it'll be it'll be very interesting to see. But um, other than that, I don't know. There wasn't yeah, complete domination from that O line because that Vikings D line is top is a top three. Unit the f- in the league, yeah. Th- I mean, that front seven in general is, yeah. Is but their, but their D line especially, yes. is is an elite bunch. And yeah, they, I mean, they got they got to Rogers three or four times, and I think maybe one or two of those was probably coverage. But other than that, he for the most part, outside of this, like other than the sacks, he wasn't really getting hit. I felt like right, yeah. No, he he had most of the time in the world. I mean, the one of the sacks was just no one picked him up, and the other two were just kind of coverage sacks. Mm-hmm. So. Very, very optimistic looking forward. But, uh, yeah, uh, that's it for the offense. Here is a very special B2B Data Guy Christmas commercial. Ooh. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Data Guy is coming to town. He's making a list for a real good price. He'll make a campaign that will entice. Data Guy is coming to town. Your business will be leaping. Your sales goals you will break. The leads they will be fresh and good. By now, for goodness sake. You better watch out. You better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why, Data Guy is coming to town. Visit b2bdataguy.com today. All right, and we are back with the defense. Uh, said it last week, I'll say it again here, Aaron Rodgers has played a trick on us the last month or so. Mm. We've been so concerned with how the offenses looked, not being in rhythm, kind of, you know, up and down so much. This defense has been absolutely phenomenal. Since the San Francisco 49ers game, it's been 13 points, 15 points, 13 points, 10 points. And, and the the 10 point is probably the best offense of that bunch. Yeah. Yeah, and it's still like NFL teams. It was the Giants, Redskins, Bears. So yeah, three pretty yeah. top bottom 10 offenses well, i don't know daniel jones looked pretty good on sunday this oh, week i suppose yeah against the redskins well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but uh and this this kind of just sums it up too uh this was a ch- uh, tweet from jake morley the top performers for the defense 
Zadarius number one, Kevin King number two, Kenny Clark three, Fackrell four, J.R. Alexander five, and there were nine players that were above average. That kind of just sums up what the game was, where everyone, I mean, the Vikings couldn't do jack shit this yeah. game. Incredible. Yeah. What What was it like being in the stadium when Zadarius Smith essentially just took over a game? It was like I knew through, you know, three, three and a half quarters that Zadarius was playing with his hair on fire. Like mm-hmm. he was playing out of his mind. But like, I don't know. It didn't really like sink in until like afterwards that holy shit, like he single-handedly turn that game on its head and it's like how many times can you say that about a defensive end like like the only one that comes to mind for me is Khalil Mack week one last year where he single-handedly flipped that game on its head but then of course 12 went and took that game right back but like I mean I'm sure J.J. Watt has done it a few times in his career but like a game like that where he was just in the backfield on every single pass attempt, it felt like. Yeah, I mean, just thinking off the top of my head, maybe for at least for the Packers back in the day, I remember Clay Matthews against like the Bills. He's just had games where he has multiple sacks, and he's what's being accounted for. Maybe Charles Woodson back when you know his MVP, oh sure, MVP, yeah. MVP tri- type year when he was a huge playmaker. But it was it was amazing because every single time you looked up, Zadarius is somewhere around the ball, yeah, one way or another. And there was a good tweet. Uh, I mean, obviously there was a ton of tweets talking about how great Zadarius was. Mm-hmm. This is from Joe Kipp. Uh, the official tallies from Packers outside linebackers Darius Smith's dominant Monday night football performance against the Vikings. It's a long list, so get ready. Nine QB pressures, five QB hits, four QB hurries, three and a half sacks, eleven run stops, eleven or sorry, seven run stops, seven tackles, five tackles for loss. <laughs> Just amazing, a g- game record. Years from now, we we are going to remember this performance for a long time. Like and. I don't think I'm being too reactionary. I think he's proved it all year that this is going to go down as one of the best free agent signings in Packers history. Yeah. And this will be a very, very, very memorable part of that. It's it's crazy. I mean, maybe we'll look back and it, it can change, but you look at the big free agent signings that the Green Bay Packers have had in their history, and it is a very short list. It is Reggie White. It is Charles Woodson, and it's looking like Zadarius Smith is... Right Joining that there, group already, which yeah. is crazy. Obviously, I Hall of Fame player. I don't. I don't know. Very. There's very, still a lot to be seen, but like in terms of just like impact, it it absolutely is on par with what those two brought in terms of impact. I can't, just in year one. I can't imagine there's been bigger free agent signings over the last five years than this. I mean, I don't know what other teams have done, but it seems like the big money players usually don't actually show up. And this guy, we d- we paid up for him. Almost Maybe, feels like he's already underpaid. And he definitely is already underpaid. <laughs> uh, sticking sticking with the huge playmakers, Kenny Clark, it's still December, yeah. so obviously he's still going to play the as December, well. December, baby. I've come around in December. Thank you. Oh, that's <laughs> very nice of you. Yeah, he had another he had another sack, but it was kind of like early on this season when he bullied Bradbury, he bullied Bradbury again. Mm-hmm. And Bradbury, I believe, is even older than Kenny Clark, and that makes that makes it an even you know more humiliating. The top, yeah, yeah. Bully. when he went down on that pick though that was because he was down Oof. for a bit yeah we, and then like because like the defense they did their d train stuff but then oh they, no but then zadarius like waved everyone back he's like shit guys we got someone down <laughs> we lost and the he, caboose like, went up and, and like knee next to him so it was like that was because he was it felt i mean especially when one of your best players is lying on the turf and there's trainers around 
every yeah. second feels like five minutes. And it felt like he was he was on the ground for like ten minutes, but realistically it was probably like two. Yeah, and they didn't they didn't show it on TV at all. Yeah, and I then just on when, when he went to the sideline and was getting looked at by the trainers, I was just staring at him the whole time, making oh, yeah. sure like he wasn't getting back in the blue tent, he wasn't going to the locker room or anything. And yeah, sure enough, I think he was back right, in the series because that's exactly what I did in the Redskins game when Zedarius got hurt. I was like, where is he? Come on, yeah, gotta get just, back out there. Just locked in on him. Yep. Yep. Uh, and st- sticking with that, with the defensive linemen as a whole, the front seven, the Vikes only had. 3.6 yards per carry and the offense in general for the vikings it was 2.6 yards a play that's it <laughs> that's i mean domination yeah. and it wasn't it wasn't just kenny kenny obviously had a huge game but tyler lancaster and dean lowry lancaster what an impact had he had huge pressure um the very first uh, the, the first quarter i think especially yep. is when he did his most damage and they were already backed up he pressured kirk and then we talked about it last week the ball hawk dean lowry he got his mitts on another yes. ball this week as well so yeah and they've Really, Dean especially has really turned it on of late. Yes, first half so, of the I mean, year, the last especially with weeks. the contract. Maybe it's, maybe it's just that NFC North football because he started yeah. the year hot. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, maybe it's just that, that NFC North. He just gets up for for rivals. I respect that. Yeah, um, the secondary, great game, Kevin King. I'm trying to think if I've Hell said it before. It's I can't think of a better game Kevin King's had because he didn't have to do much. You know, it, they weren't testing him. He they. A was few it, times they did, but the pick, the pick was huge. The, the changing point of the game. I feel like where yeah. finally, you know, the one thing the Vikings had all the game was they were playing mistake-free football on mm-hmm. offense. Well, they threw the pick deep, and and funny enough, that drive on that was their longest drive of the game. It was yeah. thirty-one yards. That drive was <laughs> yeah. like they were actually moving the ball relatively well, and then yeah, all of a sudden, Oak, they just got so excited. Like, okay, let's take a shot, and boom, that was the. Pretty much the end of them. I think I saw somewhere on Twitter that the Vikings only had two offensive plays past the 50 in the second half, something like that. Goodness gracious. Yeah, yeah. and I think I, it felt like, but I don't even think this is that far off, they probably had two or three, maybe four first downs going yeah. into the fourth quarter. It, was, it wasn't much. They weren't moving the ball much. And on the, on that pick, too, I almost forgot. The way he brought it down with the one hand, it, almost looked, it was almost like the Jumpman logo or something because – Coming down, I was like, this does not look good, <laughs> especially when Kings dropped a couple this year. It's like, sh- keep that close. But then he was off to the races yeah, immediately after great that. Great return. And, yeah, because we got it to, like, the 50 Midfield, just well, and that was yeah. that was huge. Uh, Jair, I thought he had a solid game as well. The the uh, credit where credit is due, their one, the touchdown to Diggs, yep. that was a beautiful throw right it, in the bucket. It was a good throw. I was surprised. Decent even, coverage. I mean, obviously it could have been better coverage, but it was still – you know, again, it was just a great. It's throw. like his body was right there, but he never got his hands up, which is yes. you know, watch, yes. watching from the couch. Just put your hands up. But it, he was, if he got his arms up, it would have been a yeah. completion. But it was, it was a perfect, perfect ball for what Jair was. Like, doing. yeah, if that ball was lofted or like had any more hang time, then that's a obviously a completely different play. But yeah, just a great, great play. Yeah, because uh, what did they? I think we talked about beforehand. What did they have on offense? That big touchdown. They had the big third down pickup. To Johnson, I believe, where it was like third no, and Diggs. 15. Diggs. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was, that was Diggs as well. But then right after that, I think Kirk threw the pick. Those, yeah, those are the only two plays. Yeah, was the touchdown, and that was directly off a turnover. So they didn't even, mm-hmm. like, it wasn't even a long drive. Yep. And then, yeah, that one third and 18, which, yeah, that was pretty brutal. But yeah. literally, those were the only two plays where it was like, fuck. Right. So it, it was a huge game from the secondary as well. I Like, Savage and uh, Amos, I can't remember them making any part 
particular plays, but they didn't test the secondary much at all. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, because what, Diggs only had the couple catches, and Adam Thielen, who, you know, be it he's hurt right now, you, we always hear Diggs and Thielen, the best wide receiver duo in the league, Four targets, no catches. Yeah, it's hard to give my bold prediction a chance when you you, you never yeah. get the ball in your hands. <laughs> well, Jesus. He, he had the one that was a drop, which looked like, you know, if he held it on a little longer. Oh, yeah, on the sideline there. And yeah. then the fourth and down. Of course he uh, wanted a flag. But the, the fourth down play, too, and it was on Twitter, it, a guy we've brought up a few times, which I'll get to, because Kirk overthrew Thielen, fourth down, ball, you know, they're turning it over. Ball's on the ground, and Thielen kicks it. And I saw someone else say it on Twitter because it's what I've thought about too. I still remember Atari Bigby, the first year they made this this rule for delay a game. Mm-hmm. He kicked he kicked the ball when it was on the ground, and we got he got a flag for it. And this was after apparently the offense the offense committed a, a penalty, but they put, picked that flag up. Well, after it was an incomplete on third down, Atari Bigby kicked it. Well, because it was third down, they got a first, first down, down yeah. which is such BS. And I didn't even I didn't see or you know notice that being at the game but mm-hmm. then once i rewatched and saw that i thinking like if i would have saw that on the broadcast i would have been losing my mind i was i mean it's kind of i mean i mean it, not, it's kind of uh, it's kind of ticky tack it is but, but if i didn't think rules, of it, baby. if i didn't think of atari bigby i would not have been as mad as yeah. i was that was but, the biggest thing and that uh, just a quick quick dig into vikings fans the 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 dudes behind me it the only time they really raised their voice was to complain about the refs and it's oh, just weird. like why are you why are you a fan or why are you even here if you're just going to like get pre you're going to predetermine being mad at the refs like every sort of questionable or a call that didn't go their way they just complained and complained well, it's the vikings it's, just like, it's it's the vikings it's the viking fan base what they don't have anything else to grab onto so they, yeah they just you know, they just you know uh, it's fi- the finally this, blame it on that yeah the narrative's been built this year where we have gotten a lot of calls Obviously, the Lions game, a couple others here and there. But, you know, the memes, which are pretty funny of, like, the refs doing the Lambo leap with the Packers <laughs> celebrating the win. It's pretty funny. But now that it's turned into more of a national thing where it was a very public, you know, the Lions game, I think, was on Monday night or yep, Thursday yep, night. that was Monday was. Um, Everyone is kind of talking about it. So they feel safe always bringing they, up yes, the refs because they know they, they get know backed up. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ex- and uh, you will rarely hear me say this, but, I mean, it was a pretty well officiated yeah game. and that that apparently that group usually calls a lot of a I, lot of penalties but it was the coin toss it was like and bill vinovich is and i'm like yep. no it, i th- i said it to my dad too and i said right afterwards I, I hope i don't jinx it but they've called a pretty good game i mean there wasn't anything egregious i thought the holding no. call that brought the one vikings touchdown back was right because the Dude, absolutely clearly held Kyle Fackrell, his horse oh, which is hilarious. Yeah. It's so funny <laughs> of that all players, you know, you had Zadarius, like Zadarius was so far in Reef's head that he had to hold Fackrell. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I can't stop this second round old ass yeah. white outside linebacker. Yeah, short it, arms. Yeah, but yeah, overall great, great game from the defense. Uh, Blake, I, and, this, well, and this like is a great the, compliment. I can't remember Blake Martinez doing anything. It's a great compliment. He didn't <laughs> yeah, screw anything up. We're at the point where yes, that's a that's a freaking compliment. Yes, but the yeah the. Vikes fans wanted a call on the Adam Thielen drop, which, no, that was... No. Exactly. And then they wanted it on the Kevin King interception. And then, abs- like, d- <laughs> during real time, I thought, ooh, that looked like there was some contact or collision. But then on the replay, I'm like, oh, not a let chance. Them, I've said it all year. Let them play. Yeah. Let them play. Uh, special teams, not a whole lot to talk about. Um, I don't know. It was... Well, J.K. Scott, I guess he bounced back and had a pretty good game. 
opposed to when he's been playing outdoors. Yeah, uh, he yeah he had some good punts. Um, flipped it a couple I don't, times. Yeah, I don't even. I I I'm trying to recall even one. There, I don't think there was necessarily any bad punts. There might have been yeah. some eh, punts, but right. n- nothing that was just like ah. Yeah, nothing too bad. And Irvin, he did well enough. He muffed the one, but fell right on it, which is a little scary. That's but you can ask. I, I love, I love having him back there. Yes, it's so much. Be- I feel such better feeling. Yeah, even despite that muff, I still feel super confident and safe in yes. his abilities. Yep. Um, the Vikings punting it with. 341 left in the game. I know it was fourth and 24, but that was hilarious. Some very bizarre coaching decision. I mean, because not only that one. You're going to lose the game, but go out swinging. But then one, when it was it was third and three, and they run this bullshit wing T yep. counter play to yep. Thielen that gets a yard, so then yeah, it's fourth that, and one or fourth and two. That just looked terrible in and the And then they, they line up, but then they call a timeout just to punt. Just yeah. Just awful coaching. And I'll say this too, watching on TV, I am so sick of, I said it the week before too, I am so sick of, I don't know what it is with Fox and ESPN and CBS, wanting to try out their fun camera angles on punts, quit it. Quit it. Give me the sideline angle. What they what they do? Oh, they always just go to the sky cam behind the punter. I want to see the entire field. Yeah. I don't want to see that. Because when we got the one play against block Chicago. too against Chicago, you you know you just there's an uneasy feeling when you when you change up the angles yeah, like that. Yeah, you feel naked. Yeah, but uh, that's all we have for the defense and special teams. So we will have another quick commercial break. Hello, American football fans. Are you trying to score more clients? Well, now it is time to kick off a new email campaign. At B2B Data Guy, we pass your message to qualified receivers. We'd love to sit down and talk to you about how we can field your goals. We make sure your emails aren't intercepted by spam filters. Your emails won't get flagged for unnecessary sending. There's no market we can't tackle. We've never punted on a customer. We think we're a pretty fair catch. There's no way we won't insert football pun. With our message to the right audience, it's easy to touch down with qualified leads. Visit b2bdataguide.com today. And I want you all to know that we are fighting the fake news. It's fake, phony, fake. All right, take news for the week. We're going to play a quick clip from Aaron Rodgers' press conference around this time last year. Is there any hope left for this season? Come on, Ross. What kind of question is that? Come on, man. Can't win on the road. I don't even know how to answer that, Rob. I mean, come on, what am I supposed to say? Of course there's hope. Of course we believe in each other. You know, we're just going to take one galvanizing moment. So whether that's a speech or a practice or something happens in the game, something's got to get this thing going. Is this a relaxed moment? (laughs) No, Mr. Schwartz, it's not. As I told these... uh, good folks here that we talk to every Wednesday. Um, it has to be an authentic moment for times like that. But uh, the moment will be right at one point um, for us to have a, a moment that gets us going in the right direction. So this is obviously the galvanizing moment quote from Rodgers last year. A lot, of, a lot of fans out there probably paid attention to the Green Bay Packers last year. And second half of the year, 
Rogers dropped that quote, and we kept looking for this galvanizing moment. The relax moment, the, the run the table moment. Right, something just to, and there's usually something that pushes us forward. I mean, shit, for, in 2010, we won the Super Bowl. It might have been, like, the Deshaun Jackson, you know, punt, punt return touchdown, or it was that Giants game where we really blew them out, that first game that we needed for mm, that run. Yep. Here's the question. Is this that galvanizing moment? <sighs> Baby, yes, it is. Yes, it is. The offense was, we mentioned last week, that was a beautiful, delicious margarita offense last night. It was Rodgers, it was heavy Jones, and it was heavy Adams. And you, we, we'll say it again, it feels rhythmic now. Like it, that it, offense was in a rhythm last night, and it was focused around those three. And then Lazard sprinkled in made some huge plays and yeah and then a little bit a little bit from you know the back end guys too but it it is just it's so weird how it's this game you know division rival but it's this game where we had three turnovers so quick and we actually fumbled it two more times on top of it yeah with so many things trying to end that game and just put you know we lose that game and I was kind of saying if we lose that game I wouldn't feel that good about the Packers going forward because we would have to play more playoff you know at least one more playoff game right so to have that there and to see like like we said are we going to turn into an offensive team or are we a team that just wins ugly and it looks like we're a team that just wins ugly but I mean there there was a lot of things that was going to make this game a lot more pretty I yeah I really don't think it was that ugly of a win it was just because if those three turnovers don't happen, I think that's a legitimate it's an, blowout. It's an ugly game. Like, it is yeah, and a, yeah, like thirty-one ten. Well, they wouldn't. They wouldn't have had their their six points from one of the turnovers. So yep. who knows how how real ugly it could have could have got. But it's just ev- everything with this team right now, and even even the post game too. Seeing Lafleur tell tell you know the team that they're going to have Christmas off because they won the North oh, and he promised them beforehand. Nuts. And Rogers goes up. He's the guy who lifts lifts Lafleur yes. up in the in the locker room. It's the shit you like to see. Yes, it's the shit that starts to get Fills stuff moving. Joy. And on top of it, what we've talked about before too. And man, I think that the first week where we played the Vikings and we had an episode, we really tore into the Vikings and the fan base as. In general, and but we can w- do that again if I'm cool with that. Sure, but the ba- one of the big things from that is you know the division titles. You know the Minnesota Vikings. They they have the division title banners hung. Up. I was I was looking for them last night be- and I couldn't find them because if I would have found them, I would have been like, hell yeah, champs of the North, but we don't hang banners for that shit. Yep, it, I would have loved to say I know, that. I know for a fact they have them hung up in their practice facility, but once again, like we said back then, if you look at the Packers. All we ever was literally searching for them in the stadium, but could yep. not find them. All the Packers hang though are World Championship banners Rings, and baby. and retired numbers, Hall of Famers. But it's just you know we're we're looking forward now, and it's this on top of what we've been saying it, but to see the team actually showing it too. The shirts say, you know, we have the North, not enough. Yep, it's not enough, and I love that. That's the shit. That, I think, is the galvanizing moment, and it's going along with what LaFleur has said all year, too, where he's he's literally said they're taking it game by game. They don't look anything past that, 
And now it's like we've unlocked the next part of what this season is. Yes. Where there are new goals in place and everything is getting a lot bigger for and this I team. And I think this is this is huge for LaFleur in terms of his game planning going forward because we've had games where it's been the Aaron Jones show, where it's just Aaron yes. Jones. We've had games where it's been the Devontae show, just Devontae. We've had games where it's just been the Rodgers show. This game was, I mean, yes, Rodgers played well, but the numbers don't say wise. Yep. Jones and Devontae, outside of their two fumbles, played one of the two, some of their best games of the year and they did it at the same time so now the the next step in that evolution is for Rodgers to get in the mix with numbers mm-hmm. wise and I think we are so close for them three of uh, so close to those three just going nuts and yeah can't ask for better timing I, I thought you were gonna get to it and I I'm surprised we have we didn't say it earlier that I didn't have it written down I think this was the best game that Matt LaFleur has called all year mm-hmm. you know you look at it and he <laughs> He's not the one dropping the ball or fumbling it. Or, right. So but everything he's creating he the was opening. right there. Yes. Everything was there for the taking, and it was just the team that didn't get everything. And that that's one of the more optimistic things yes. to look at going forward is that, and it was, like we said, the right mix of a little bit of everyone, but Jones, Devontae, keeping ev- those guys always involved. It's very, I feel very good. We sa- we've said it a lot the last few episodes. Say it again. We said this earlier in the year. I am ready to be broken. You know, I well, I'm ready to be overjoyed. With with the Packers, I always try to have commitment issues. You never want to <laughs> dive all in, but my god, especially the way we won, the NFC is so wide open. If we don't win the Super Bowl now, it's oh uh, yeah. It's a lost year and yeah. it's going to really suck. It's going to suck more than it normally does cuz it's looking like we should It's the D word, team of team of destiny. Yep. And I just think this is like a just a an un, a clicking for LaFleur where he's like, "Huh, yeah, may, maybe I uh, maybe I should focus the game plan on on my three best players. The really good guys, yeah. But uh, yeah, everyone's really optimistic. It's it's Christmas, and uh, with that, we have a gift coming up. Is Kyle an idiot? I'm not an idiot. Okay, you sure? Yes. All right, returning again. I already said it. I'm not going to say it a third time. Kyle, are you ready? Yeah. All right. You've, yeah, you've had an up and down year, mostly down, but it's, <laughs> it's okay. You're you're chugging along. Every, uncalled for. Everyone's supporting you. I think most people say that the questions are tough. Most people I've reached out to say, "Hey, you give take Kyle easy, some take pretty easy, take it easy on the guy." It's it's tough to ask fun questions though, because they don't want to just be like, "Where'd blank go to college? Who was the thousand yeah, yard receiver?" In I'm pretty good at those though. Yeah. Yeah. So I understand why you All right, don't want well, me to shine. Let's see. Now, remember, don't answer too quickly because I will give you hints. Damn it. Okay. Where and what did Sam Shields play in college, meaning college and position? I believe it is the University of Miami. Yep. And he played wide receiver. Yep. Along with defensive back. But so he, I mean, well, I, I can't say he didn't have any hands because he's sticky shields for a reason, <laughs> but... Yeah, his hands were his his weakest part of his wide receiver game. So, but he was just obviously a freak athletically. Yep, so. super fast. One of the fastest players the Packers have had in the last decade, I believe. But yeah, you're right. One and zero. One and zero. Good start. Kind of. I mean, that's two and zero almost. Yeah, but it, it was such. I felt like it was a very easy question. But so I mean, I it was a two part question. So two and zero. Two and zero. Okay, yeah, moving on. Two and zero. One and zero. Yeah, and I cool, thought it was cool, weird cool, too. Cool, his, his first year as a receiver, he like broke one of uh, Reggie Wayne's like records, which was very very strange. Damn. To hear. But okay, here's another one. This is another kind of grab bag. Wonder if you'll know or not. 
What is Donald Driver's nickname? Uh, wait, is this a trick question? Because nope. of oh, because of what? Maybe not. Because of this is his official like nickname that he says is his nickname. Well, because I thought because of D Train. Oh no 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 no. Um, if you remember, he did write. A, I know he had at least one children's book, a, and the name of the character is his nickname. Doesn't look like you have any idea. No. Donald Driver's nickname is Quickie. Oh, I would have never yeah? got that Quickie. Okay, yeah, I thought that's I've w- never heard that in my life. Really, God, it's well, he had the books out and people have referred to it before. Okay, well, God, now I'm supposed to be plugged in on former Packers players. It's Donald outside Driver. Outside of you, football, we co- come all on. love Donald Driver. His, you didn't know his nickname. If I asked you some other nicknames of current Packers, like. Um, Mercedes Lewis. What's his nickname? Big Dog. Okay, there we go. <laughs> but he was never called Quickie during his time. Yeah, in yeah, Bay. yeah. Whatever. This one. Two and one. This one should be easier. Yep. One and one. All right. Two and one. Name the two Packers players to pick off a pass in Super Bowl 45. We, I said one last week. Hopefully you can get that. Nick Collins and... If, if you don't know uh, it, don't guess right away. No, Do no. Do not guess right away if you don't know it. Uh-huh. It's a guy who it's surprising that he got an interception. Yeah, yeah. So then I think it's, uh, I think it's Jarrett Bush. There you go. Yes. Wow. Kyle has a winning week. Yes. It is a Christmas miracle. Woo! <laughs> Two and one. Handed it to you a little bit. Three and one. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's a 70, 750 winning percentage. Let the record show two and one, but yes, three and three one. Three and one, you feel baby. A little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. He. It was. Jarrett Bush had one of those stranger careers for the Packers where at the beginning everyone hated him because he got so many picks and it was so bad yeah. but then he, he tur- turned into a great special teamer special teams ace and he ended up playing some defense after Charles Woodson got broke hurt. his collarbone broke yeah. his collarbone what and a play on the one he broke his collarbone too leaped on like stretch like full stretch god yeah. so glad he was able to get yep. a ring all right well good job now stump oh. stump spenny oh. huh okay. yeah you almost forgot there's Here two parts of this now stump stump the spenny okay so this is some. Well, I still like can't believe it got the one last week was very. I guess there's been so few. Insane. There's been so few Packers coaches where I was able. If it wasn't him, it was going to be Dan Devine. But I didn't even know if Lin Lindley Lindsley was actually like a Lindy, head coach. Yeah. Lindy. All right. So I'm gonna save this one for next week because that's a tough one. But this one should be should be pretty decent. But it's okay. somewhat topical, so I think you'll be able to get it. Okay. Let's see. Ah. <sighs> So it's a giveaway. Okay. Fuck. Who is the all-time solo tackle leader in Green Bay Packers history? Is it AJ Hawk? No. Oh, it isn't. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, what, what, what year? What era are we talking? Uh, nineties. So, oh, that's a giveaway. Topical. Topical. Oh, wait, nineties. Well, it's not Reggie. It's not Reggie White. Who, who were inside linebackers for? That didn't say, oh, oh, it's uh, Leroy Butler, yeah. huh? Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I yes. would not have yeah. stumped the spenny. <laughs> Solo um, tackles. But yeah, I, I figured topical because, like, yep. hope, uh, the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's one of those things where we get mad about him not being in the Hall of Fame. But I mean, at the same we, time, we, we never watched rightfully him. so, though. Right. Er- everyone you hear say that he was. Because you he, look at the numbers. Cha- he changed the position. He was the guy kind of before, like, like John Lynch is in the Hall of Fame, or he should be, but everyone who actually watched football back then said that Leroy Butler yeah. was a much well, better player. You, Nagler says it all the time. 
that the the game plan for Super Bowl when they played the Broncos oh. was not around Reggie White. It was all around Leroy Butler. Yeah, yeah. And he's on the uh, the All Decade team. Mm-hmm. Him and uh, I think Atwater are the only oh, two really? on the All Decade team that are not in the Hall of Fame. But Atwater's up for it, up for it this year. But interesting. Well, it's been a good. It's been a good uh, transition for the Hall of Fame Packer fans bitching because it was Jerry Kramer for the longest time, you know, <laughs> literally for decades. It was, how is he not in the Hall of Fame? Now he's in. Hopefully it'll happen with Leroy in the next couple years. No, no, it needs to happen this year. But yeah, that's... Because doesn't he run out of, like, eligibility soon? Well, then they have they have weird, like, his, historic, like, they bring guys back. That's how Jerry Kramer got brought in. So if it, gotcha. if it were a long time, then he could be introduced again. I don't know exactly how it okay. works. But, yep, that is it for Is Kyle an Idiot? All right, Dumb Packer Fan of the Week. Uh, since we this is the quickest turnaround we've ever had for an episode, I am cheating, and I went to Worst Pack Takes on Twitter, which is a good, uh, solid account. Not as active of late, but I found this one. It's the only most recent one, and I thought we would go with it. Here's the first tweet. Are you ready, Kyle? Rogers, Splake, so Zoik, so Conan, Die Packers, what? Niche, Gwennon, oh, Yep. Okay. There we go. This conversation what? is in German. Oh. This is what uh, the Twitter account <laughs> uh, was able to find. You having a stroke? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why I said, "Get ready. It's gonna. You're not gonna know what's going on here." And then it was gibberish. I'm sure none of those words were correct. But here's the translation. These two tweets. Rogers is playing so weak. The Packers can't win. Guys, Rogers mm. didn't throw a TD three times. The Packers won three times. Mm-hmm. Number three in the NFL in turnover differential. Number nine in scoring differential. Mm-hmm. Number 15 in rushing offense. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. Sounds like a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Then someone else responds. <laughs> and this is this is where um, this is where it got it got really good because this is what he was originally quoting, the worst Packer tweets. This is from Twinich. <laughs> he is a redhead German man. Nice. He said, my impression is that Rodgers has reduced significantly. <laughs> it's, reduced. It's, it's, fu- it's funny how these translations work. Like it's like, like we're a, talking with chemicals. That's or, a, yeah, that's a great adjective. <laughs> yeah. Reduced. Re- reduced significantly. With a different QB, they would be significantly better. EPA the past few years has been terrifying. It's funny that even in like Germany and stuff, they're throwing out that garbage, whatever. Stuff, yeah. Like EPA is over there <laughs> yeah. too. The only thing he improved is his INT ratio. I'm no longer nice. sure whether... Whether I would rather prefer a Winston, meaning Jameis Winston oh. over Aaron Rodgers. And that's what the original tweet was quoting from Worst Packer Takes is, I'm told one of the sentences in this translates to something like, quote, I think Jameis Winston might be a better QB for the Packers at this point. Thoughts, Kyle? Do you agree? Disagree? <laughs> Imagine how much worse this team would be Which it's with uh, Winston turning the ball over like that. It's a fun one to bring <laughs> up, too, topically, because Winston this past week, I think he was, if he wasn't the first, it was the first time in a while, a quarterback threw two picks in the first two minutes of a football game. In his first two throws, I think. <laughs> yep. On, t- on top of that, Rodgers, well, t- uh, the other day, on Monday, he threw a pick. The first pick he threw all year that actually was his fault. Like a, not, yeah. Not off his receiver's hands. So right. that's one on the year, that actual pick, whatever. Three on the season. Jameis Winston has more picks this year than Aaron Rodgers has in the last five years. <laughs> that is all you have to say yeah. about this. And they, like conversation over. Boom. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> so that, yeah, and that's, that's, that's it. It's, so it goes to show. Jameis Winston. 
as many dumb Packer fans we have in the U.S., we have them over overseas as well. Like I love Jameis Winston, but not for reasons that he's like I would want him on my team. He, I love him because he's just so damn entertaining. He's fun for Twitter and highlights because yes. you just he just looks like a a blubbering idiot. <laughs> endless know, entertainment. Yeah, and that's that's great too because some of you might not know out there we actually have listeners Ooh. overseas in the U.K. We have. Pietro, who, hey, buddy, your koozie will be coming pretty soon. No one else, if you're out of the U.S., ask for a koozie. It is $15 to ship a koozie. Oh, my God. So, so uh, yeah, so that came right out of Tommy's pocket, the unpaid intern. So <laughs> maybe send send some uh, money to his Jeez. Venmo. But, yep, that is it for Dump Packer Fan of the Week. All right, we are back for probably the most important preview we've had all year. JK Rafflecopter. It's the Lions game, <laughs> which is already hopefully locked up. We're allowed uh, to I mean you're kinda of downplaying this game. We're but... allowed to overlook it because we're dumb fans. The players, they better not be saying the shit we're saying right <laughs> now. <Shut up. laughs> that's uh, that's, that, that's how it works. That's uh, a hypocrite. Um yeah, opened at nine and a half. We opened as nine and a half favorites in Detroit. And now I'm seeing we are already up to twelve and a half. So in less than a day. Yeah. Um Double digit. Wow, Minnesota's only favored by one at home against Chicago. Oof. Yikes. I mean, oh. what the hell is Chicago playing <laughs> that, for? That is terrible. Oh, that's a reactionary yeah. line. My goodness. Um Yeah, just win and rest, baby. Win and the bye is stone cold guaranteed. Yeah. Win and then cheer like hell for the Seahawks. Yeah, I don't I don't even know what to say about this game. Hopefully it's gonna be some BS game where um the uh, Lions quarterback quarterback. Well, is Stafford's out for the year, so it's not him. It's Blau yep. or whatever. David and then um, the coach, I always forget his name, Patrick? Patricia. Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of. Fancier, fancier, yeah. yeah. Um, he's already, The Lions have already said he's going to be back next year, so it's not like this team's playing for anything. You know, they're not playing for their coach. It's just a game in Detroit. It's the last game of the year. Hopefully they have their bags packed. It's just like... That just scares me, though, because, I mean, it's still I divisional. I know. Like, there's still history between these two. But no one playing has history against the – you know, even like we said, the quarterbacks, and it's not like the receivers. They're a sure. younger team. I hope they're not playing for anything, be it they should have beat us earlier in the year. But I just think we're on completely different wavelengths yeah. right now. Yeah, and I'm just imagining, like, if if we come out and just absolutely piss-pound them, like, 35-7, like, the – it it's almost like the whole narrative around this team is going to completely flip where it's like ooh ooh I'm, this team's yeah. red hot you don't want to play them you got to go to Lambo yeah with a bye week too it, which it, i wouldn't hate it's just i'm just envisioning it it'll be interesting how LaFleur attacks the game with personnel you know if we if we're up 14 if we're up 20 points at halftime and this is obviously a really op- optimistic way to look at it i'm pulling everyone you know for the most part i don't think the lines are, we get, we, i feel like we have a pretty I deep would say, team. I, ooh, wow. I would say like at least 24 27 points maybe but i you know what i mean i would i would not want to give aaron jones the ball very much i would not i'd take Devonte out sure. i would take the big guys out i rogers would be tough just you know because it's tim boyle but hopefully Kinda, yeah it depends how the o-line's playing and yeah hopefully. like if he can stay upright yeah. That's the biggest thing is if he's getting hits, I get worried. But right. yeah, we should win the game. So predictions, why don't I will start? I will start. I think I, you started last time. I will start this time. Okay. I'm going to guess. Uh, let's go. Thirteen to twenty-eight Packers. Okay, that's pretty good. I'm gonna. Well, I mean, I just said thirty-five-seven, but I'll just go a little. I'll tweak that a little bit and go 
31-7. Good guys. Oh, wow. So I, 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 I think uh, I think a blowout is is due. I think we're due for just a a comfortable, you know, hop out to a lead and then just kind of coast. Okay. Okay. Well, following up, bold prediction for the Ooh. week. Oh, yeah. So I got to go first. Um, stall a little bit. Stall a little bit. Stall a little uh, football. bit. Football. Everyone likes football. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Everyone likes football from the Green Bay Packers. This no one. Yeah, this makes sense, right? Keep going. Okay. Um. Oh, all right. Got it. Um. Can I just do Lazard two touchdown passes? <laughs> two touchdown. <laughs> yeah. 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 Two, two touchdown. Two catches. touchdown passes to Tim Boyle. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Two Lazard receiving touchdowns. Is okay. Good? Yeah, that absolutely works for me. Um, I kind of want to go what I was just saying there. I, I want to say Tim Boyle first. Uh, God, I wonder if he has an actual <laughs> touchdown That's so this year. greedy. I, I don't know. like that bold prediction. I want to do Tim Boyle touchdown pass. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. All right. Cool. And that is it for the regular episode, regular part of the episode. This is where we usually say to five-star review, and please five-star review if you haven't, but... Yeah, this is usually the part where we say, hey, please, if you could, go leave a five-star review yeah. and comment and just tell us what you think. But yeah. we won't we won't mention that. We're not going to mention it again. But actually, we won't because it is Christmas. Mm. As everyone knows out there, we might be listening on a later date, but it is Christmas. Mm. So I thought even though, you know, I I bought most of the equipment and stuff for the stupid podcast, I do edit it, but I call you an idiot so much, and it's kind of become a brand. I thought I'd do something nice, so I have a gift for Kyle. Oh, now remember, wow. now remember, it it's is wrapped a, so poorly. Now remember, it's a podcast. Do not guess, because if you guess correctly, it would be bad. It would not be fun for people to listen to. Do I have to guess? No, do not guess. Do not guess. Just list. Just open it up. You want me to open it right now? Yeah, I guess I'll hold the mic because okay. you've got to do it. But you've got to explain what's going on. Remember, okay. it is a podcast. This right. is, like I said, it is pretty poorly wrapped. It says "To Kyle" on it. Feels like some socks. Yep. <laughs> okay. So. It's a, it's a, it's a old McGolden Light, a used twenty-four box. This is the box that I brought with to Lambo. Oh, and he's got no way. <laughs> the logo. I can finally oh. stay true to the logo. Oh, well, explain it. They to don't the know logo of the port. So I'm kind of a fraud in the sense of, I, uh, on our beautiful beautiful logo done by lydia noble yep uh she's a very talented and good artist yep look her up online or on twitter i know she does a lot of art for people he kept asking me what i wanted to wear in the logo and i was just like i don't know maybe the what are, what are these things called bibs or bibs yeah, yeah with the stripes but then when it was actually completed i'm like oh that's sweet but then i'm like oh well i actually don't have a pair of those i kind of feel like a fraud but that all changes there today, folks. Wow. Now, Thanks, now you're, now you're like a cartoon character. You're like Doug Funny opening up the closet, you know, the the green vest and the shorts. Now you can actually be your cartoon character. Fuck yeah, dude. This is awesome. Yeah, so there you go. Thank you. I'm going to I'm gonna wear the... Oh, I'm going to be there. If we host the NFC Championship, I will be there. Ooh, there you These go. These will be with me. Building the brand. Yep. Wow. But, um, Heck yeah. Shoot, I guess we really don't have anything. I actually didn't remember what to say after this so we'll just have the normal one i don't have anything else kyle do you have anything else i do not oh, i was hoping you'd say merry christmas but with that <laughs> ah, damn it. hayes carl hayes carl please don't sue us
Go Pack Go. Peace. 